Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. What's that, Maurice? What? What does that mean? Max, what does that hand signal mean? Uh, that you can go ahead and start talking now. I'm already talking, Maurice. You're stupid. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's trying. He's trying to get you to sync it up so it's all just smooth, smooth intro and that people don't have to hear this part. That's weird. Maurice, why do I pay you for? You don't pay, Maurice. AOL discs aren't currency? Still no. Really? Really. I gotta look into that. I feel like that's not. They're collector's items. Also no. But not everybody has them. That's true. We have most of them. Yeah, I've really been hoarding them. You have cornered the market. My goal is to get on hoarders with them. There is no market. No? So you're just cornering. Like Maurice, who's shaking in that corner over there. That's because he's trying to hold up a box from falling on him currently. Of AOL discs. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Maurice. Um, good job with that intro, guy. <laughs> he's he's uh, doing a good job. Uh, he's the best producer I've ever had. Yeah, absolutely. Max, would you like to go first, or would you like for me to go first on this wild movie adventure? How about you go first? Is it because you saw my movie and you want to talk about it? No. Well, you should, because it's from 1984. Oh. It's top secret. Oh. Well, what's the movie? Top Secret. Oh, well, I, maybe one day you'll tell me. Maybe. It's Top Secret. Oh, okay. No, you don't understand. It's Top Secret. No, I, I understand you don't want to tell me about it. Okay, hold on. I got this. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. Uh-huh. Top Secret exclamation point. Air quote. Oh, the movie's Top Secret. The movie's called Top Secret. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah you're going to like this one. I watched this on July 11th. Why? That's very close to today, Tim. You know what? I, I've realized I needed more movies. Oh. You're going to see a theme of movies. Uh, I watched this on July 11th. I just Holy that. crap. Wow. Wow, I'm, that's I, very close to today, Tim. I'm in a time loop. Maurice, help. <laughs> Maurice. He's, he's holding you... up two boxes now because he's made his situation worse. Well, I did double the time by going into an extra loop. You did. Is that how that works? Anyways, uh, it's an hour 30. It's the perfect runtime. Oh. Comedy music. Yeah, music. Directed by Jim Abrams and David and Jerry Zucker. The Zucker Brothers. That's right. Starring Val Kilmer and no one else because I forgot to write more people. Oh, Val Kilmer. Sorry. That's could be Batman forever. Could be Batman. I'm pretty sure no one else ever played Batman. Could be Top Gun. Could be. Uh, this is a very good Val Kilmer movie, and I think people f- sleep on it. I think they forget about it. I think that's fair. Because, like you said, Top Gun, he's known for being Batman. He's known for a couple of things, Heat and some other stuff. Oh, it's yeah. like, this movie is so good. As far as slapstick goes, you got to be in the mood for it. It's yeah. like Naked Gun. It's like Airplane. It's that sure. kind of slapstick. I hadn't seen this in forever. I was like, I got to watch this. Tim also just did name Zucker Brothers films for all of you out there who are into comedy. Boom. That's their definite wheelhouse. The yeah. silly shit. And they do it so well. This is a little different from the others. I feel like this is less silly. So when the moments do happen, I mean, it, it totally crazy moments happen. Yeah. But they're less, they're more spaced out, I guess. Right. So your IMDb movie summary, parody of World War II spy movies in which an American rock and roll singer becomes involved in a resistance plot to rescue a scientist imprisoned in East Germany. Classic. That classic trope we've seen a hundred times. <laughs> that's right. My first bullet point was I haven't seen it in years, so that's already taken care of. Woo. Val Kilmer does a really good with the job with the dance numbers. I was shocked because you you watch it and you can clearly tell some of the scenes are him. Right. There's some that are just 
bonkers that are clearly not him, but he seems to be doing a lot of them himself. Right. He's actually, I was actually impressed. The more I watched it, I was like, that's definitely still him. Yeah. Uh, and they're pretty intricate little numbers. There are more musical numbers than I remembered. I was like, oh yeah, this really, he, they're really playing up the rock and roll singer. Sure. Uh, he does a pretty good job of that. Uh, the gunfights are amazing in this. They are hilarious. There's a great scene because oh, the whole point is he's a rock star. He's going to Germany and he's a replacement for someone. Last minute replacement. So the Germans are like, ooh, I don't know. The intro song to the movie. <laughs> Do you remember it? I don't. It's called Skeet Shooting. <laughs> and all it is is about if the Beach Boys actually did the song. Oh, wow. And it is a Beach Boys song about going and surfing and shooting at clay pigeons while you're surfing. Oh, interesting. And the intro is like a music video of people on the beach going and running and shoot. And it's so funny. That's awesome. That alone is worth the price of admission. Nice. Uh, but that's his big hit. And that's what gets him to go to Germany. That's cool. And he ends up helping this resistance, which he didn't initially intend. And uh, it's just got all those silly moments, but like a decent spy plot buried underneath of it that's cool the scientist is uh the guy who played alfred in the original batman movies the 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 burton ones yes um which is a nice connection to val kilmer later playing batman which is a lot of fun um just the fights the gun scene oh my god they when they have the shootout with the germans and there's all these windows and they just break out every pane of glass (laughs) (laughs) like they don't need to there's already glass broken out they're like uh no and they're playing tic-tac-toe on oh my god everything about this movie spoofing the spy movie perfectly that's awesome and uh if, if you're a music fan there's you know things that are kind of like johnny cash or things that are kind of like elvis it's it's pretty fun that's awesome yeah if you're in the mood for this i definitely say do it if you're in the mood for some silly parody kind of movie it's not like a modern day parody movie where it's like hey we're referencing this movie from three years ago and yeah. we're doing it poorly like the scary movie formula yep which i hate oh yeah the movie movies oh, i hate them so much they're bad Oof, you should so hate bad. them. Like, I can't even tell you the last parody movie I saw that I actually enjoyed. Is it Top Secret? It might be Top Secret. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know the order of airplane. It's probably Naked Gun 33 and a third. It's probably the last there one I go. enjoyed. <laughs> or maybe Dracula Dead and Loving It. I don't remember that one too well, but it's all right. You get the idea. Um, IMDb, 6.5. Ron Tomato Critics, 75%. 48 Critics. The audience, 80% out of 25,000 plus. Mm. So these are good numbers. Oh, I, yeah. I gave it a six and a half. I enjoyed it. Nice. Not the greatest thing I ever saw. Maybe not my favorite parody movie, but just done well and really, the, you could tell they thought it out. Absolutely. This was like Zucker's at some of the top of their powers, too. Yeah. This is super good. Nice. I have a movie. It's much newer. It's <gasps> from 2020. Wow, that's pretty new. I watched it in December of 2020. That makes it newer somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it's one hour and 48 minutes. It is a comedy romance sci-fi. I haven't even told you what it is yet. What? It was directed by Michael Matthews, starring Jessica Henwick, Dylan O'Brien, and Michael Rooker. Whoa, the it, Michael Rooker. The Michael Rooker. It is Love and Monsters. Ooh. Yeah. The movie is seven years after the monster apocalypse. Oh, man. Lovably hapless survivor Joel leaves his cozy underground bunker behind on a quest to reunite with his ex. Interesting. So he was just about to hit it off with this girl, and then, as is, you know, the cliche, monster apocalypse. Sure. And they get separated, but they're still alive, and they communicate over CB radio, as you do in these modern times of monster apocalypse. And he decides... for every monster apocalypse. I know. And he decides he's going to leave his bunker like a fool, and he's going to use his penis to find his way back to his ex. 
That's like a metal detector kind of. Oh. That's not at all what happens in the movie. Dylan O'Brien is the main character. He is fantastic. He's such a lovable loser. Like he's so naive and just like he's worthless in terms of monster prowess. Like he gets scared anytime there's a monster and he gets queasy if he sees blood. He's just like a little cliche in that regard. Of course, he's the guy who has to go out and overcome, but it fits the character and he has to have an arc. So, you know what I mean? That makes sense. Sure. But he's really quirky. There's a lot to enjoy both as a romance movie that is set in the backdrop of like the world has become a feeding ground for giant monsters and again there's a little bit of uh, like cliche a little bit of cliche romance a little bit of post-apocalyptic cliches but it's so little it gets easily overshadowed by how clever the the script is and how likable o'brien is in the role it's a lot of fun they're very clever with the set pieces and using the monsters to kind of have abilities that make the set pieces more interesting it's just really fun the whole way through like i had a blast watching this movie nice he's really enjoyable rooker and uh it's michael rooker a little girl who meet up with him and they kind of teach him how to survive out in the world how it sits today and he learns and he's very he's a very good artist so he's like kind of making a guide to how to survive the monster apocalypse as he's going that's fun it's really a neat it's lovely is kind of the best way for giant monsters it's lovely what are the effects like the creature effects pretty good Uh, a mix of heavy CG with a little bit of practical so you like get practical tentacle attached to a CG monster so O'Brien gets to interact with it okay so it's pretty cool. It looks really good. And like the creature design is actually really clever. My brain went Muppety and I was like, that might not be right. No, not Muppety. Okay. Not Muppety. IMDb gives it a seven out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 106 critics give this a 93%. Yeah. Yeah. Audience 50 plus verified. What? Yeah. Who are uh, these people? 89%. Okay. Yeah, man. And I'm coming right in there at an eight out of 10. This movie's sweet. Nice. It's really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool. And Michael Rooker's not even a monster. No. Weird. No, he's actually like an endearing character for once. That's so not that. Michael Rooker. No, you don't get that outside of a Yondu. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, I got a movie. Ooh. As the format suggests. That's ah, really a good idea to stick to. Maurice is giving you a thumbs. No, he's not. He's he's falling. He looks like he's got a lot of strain on his back. Uh, he, I should uh, get him a back brace. Mm. Made out of AOL discs. Uh, from 2019, it's The Addams Family. Oh, that's yeah, a CG guy. It is a CG guy. I watched this on July 11th. I see. Yes. It's an hour 26. Animation comedy family, directed by Greg Tiernan and Conrad Vernon. Mm. Starring, this voice cast is pretty wild. It is a really stacked cast. Oscar Isaac, Nick Kroll, and Charlize Theron. And that's just some of the names. Oh, yeah. Chloe Moritz. Grace Moritz. Yeah. Um, Bette Midler is Mm -hmm. the grandmother. Like Grandmama. Uh, Martin Short is in here as well. That's Jack Frost. That's Jack Frost. No, he's not. He's not that foolish. He sings his number again. They're like, (laughs) that's not right. (laughs) The IMDb movie summary. The eccentrically macabre family moves to a bland suburb where Wednesday Adams' friendship with the daughter of a hostile conformist loyal reality show host exasperates conflict between the families. Hmm. Who thinks of that combination? I don't even know. This has an insanely strong voice cast. Um, The horror-themed jokes are present, like the old show and the movie, the original movies from the 90s. Uh, Adapting the Addams Family into a modern day, I I feel like it, it worked really well. And it also shows the evils of social media, which is always fun. It's impressive how Charles Adams was able to come up with a group of characters that have so 
easily moved through the times and still always feel poignant. Like when we had the Raul Julia right. uh, movies in the nineties, they felt like they fit, right? It was just like, Oh, this is cool. And like, they kind of tackle the, you know what I mean? The norms of the time. And now we get that again. It's just like, man, they're just, it's so seemingly timeless. And have you seen this one? I have not. There is a lot of cool things they do. They actually, it's when it starts, it's actually the wedding of Gomez and Morticia. The nice. kids aren't around yet and they get chased out of town, you know, fire and pitchforks and all that. Sure. And they're like, we got to find a place to actually go where people won't bother us. And that's when they find the house. Right. When they're driving to the house, which they find by complete happenstance, they hit somebody in a straight jacket. <laughs> it's Lurch. Oh, nice. And they're like, they just give him the bags. They're like, come on. And that's <laughs> and awesome. He, that's how he becomes their butler. That's cool. It is super fun movie. The, oh, uh, Finn Wolfhard is Pugsley. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So he was, he has a pretty cool uh, moment as well. Pugsley is like very low key the whole movie. And then he has a bigger moment towards the end. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Cause they keep saying he's training to do this dance with swords kind of thing. And okay. if you don't do it, you don't become a man kind of thing. All right. And, um, he just, it's like, uh, he kind of sucks. It's all Wednesday, all Wednesday, all right. Wednesday. And then he finally gets his moment. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, but the whole, the whole story is basically like, we don't belong. We just want to go somewhere where we can be left alone and maybe our family can come visit. And it's, it's actually like family values hidden underneath this weird spooky thing. I see what you did there. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Couldn't do it again if I tried. <laughs> so, uh, but then you add social media into it. You add this reality show with this woman who's like trying to clean up the town that's just below them and they don't actually see the Adams house because of all the fog and crap oh, around neat. it. That's awesome. So when she starts remodeling the whole town for her season finale, she's going to finish it off and once she starts cleaning it up, the fog kind of goes away and she's like what the hell is that that's awesome so then she has to go deal with them they start coming down into town because now they see it yeah <laughs> and they're like what's this and they put wednesday in school and oh that's weird it's pretty good that's cool it's pretty good it had i think all the characters like i i don't outside of wednesday nobody has like a huge arc right but it all works pretty well snoop dogg is in this movie as huh. cousin it wow pretty great that's interesting because cousin it was always like but I think, it's Snoop Dogg <laughs> and I think it's great that they don't the, one of the things about the Adams Family is they can't change so things have to they have to change things right which is why like you I mean because they're kind of steadfast I mean like Morticia and Gomez have that like kind of perfect romance even though it's like they're both weird as shit they don't play that up as much in this which was kind of wow. surprising to me they have cool interactions right. but it was I guess more aimed at kids so they're a not a little more a little pulled pull back because uh, there's like a moment or two but it is definitely Houston less. and, and uh, Julia in the movies right. from the 90s it was way over the like it was oh, fun, I loved in it. a great way yeah. yeah I thought it was good absolutely uh, yeah they definitely didn't do that as much which was surprising right. that was probably one thing that was surprising yes yeah. but it it, they had different kinds of interactions and it worked out pretty well. Cool. So let's get to them numbers. IMDb gave it a 5.8. Hmm. Yeah. The critics, 156 of them, gave it 44%. Hmm. That's not great. That's not great at all. The audience, 10,000 plus, gave it the correct score, the perfect score, 69%. Of course. Nice. Yep. And I gave it a six and a half. I thought it was a super awesome Because you can't awesome give 6.9s. I mean. That's even, against the rules. Even though I've, I said you could, but I can't. <laughs> right. And I won't. That's so fair. So six and a half. I like it, it. It's good. It's a very enjoyable movie. If you know the characters, you can just plug and go. Oh, Nick Kroll is, is Fester. Oh, really good. Perfect choice. He's really good. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Definitely check it out. So I got news. News. This, this next movie is my first movie from 2021. Oh, we got there. Made it. We did it. We made it. We did it, everyone. Woo. Maurice. 
We did it. He did. He's, he's still breathing, I think. Yeah, his thumb looks up. It's definitely swollen, but it looks like he's breathing. Hmm. Um, so, yes, I watched, as my first movie of 2021, Disney's The Princess and the Frog. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's from 2009. And as the gift that keeps on giving that is me, I am going to tell you exactly when I watched these movies this year. Yeah. I watched this on January 10th. Of nice. 2021. Nice. It is one hour and 38 minutes. It is a musical animated film directed by John Musker and Ron Clements. It stars Annika Noni Rose, Keith David, one of my all-time faves, oh, so good. and Bruno Campos. Mm-hmm. The summary is a waitress desperate to own her own restaurant is set on a journey to turn a frog prince back into a human but she has to face the same problem after she kisses him ah uh, yes I, I enjoyed this movie yeah i liked it quite a bit definitely a welcome return to form to the disney like traditional hand animated style films they were supposed to release one of those every few years after this mm-hmm. Still waiting on that. Yep. This was very good. Though. The songs are really great. David's villain song is so good in this David's movie. so good in this. Great villain. Great yeah. villain. The use of voodoo. I love the voodoo. Totally agree with you. The backdrop for this is wonderful. Um, the the bug character, Ray, when he first started talking, I was like, all right, this is like borderline, like stereotypy, offensive, cringy. By the end of the movie, easily the best character. And his when his arc completed, I definitely cried. Nice. So good. Yeah. Very fun. The movie across the board, good music, very colorful, interesting. It's not like a huge bombastic story, but it's nice and contained and feels smooth the whole way through. And it's pretty tight time-wise, an hour 38, so you're not really trimming much off. It doesn't feel like it needs it. It's to the point. Everything feels legitimate. It's got a good slice of life from down there. I got to go down to New Orleans once, so I'm not like the most like experienced of that culture but i'm pretty familiar with it and it feels fairly authentic nice so i was very happy to happy to uh, happy to watch it a couple little tears out there for raymond and uh, evangeline Mm -hmm. so very cool Uh, imdb gave this a 7.1 out of 10 okay Rotten Tomatoes critics, 201 critics, gave an 85%. Audience score, 250,000 plus. Plus. Uh, 74% for them. So overall, across the board, all pretty good scores. And yeah. I'm right in there at an 8 out of 10. I was thinking 7.5, yeah. yeah. Very good film. That's a great film. I just remember the villain being so good. So much fun. Great colors in this because of all the, the area you're in. You can just go big with the colors and they're not afraid to. It's just so smart. Screens so and well purples done. everywhere. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful color palette. Bye, everybody. <laughs>